Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I am Alana. And I'm Samra. And we back from our break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, did you miss us? Uh, I did. I missed us too. I know. I literally haven't seen you since the last time we recorded. Right. Are we even friends? (laughs) Are we business partners? (laughs) We're both. Bitch, you've been in fucking Minnesota, Wisconsin, fucking, where were you? (laughs) All that. No, because I I road trips, so I technically did. I was in Iowa. Uh Uh-huh. Kentucky. Uh Uh-huh. Illinois, right? Illinois. I saw that at one point on the map. I was in Illinois. I was watching your location the whole time. I was doing stuff. I was out. Out and about, <laughs> rolling around in Minnesota. I was really just visiting family, guys. Wait, 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 wait. What? Pause. Spinning that. Shout out, <laughs> corner. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had half a glass of wine before this recording, full disclosure. So, you know, take that as you will. <laughs> you might be thinking. Half a glass. (laughs) That's nothing because it's not. But when you haven't eaten since 1 (laughs) p.m. and had a glass of wine and ate afterwards, it should have been, I should have swapped it. Flip that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shout out Corner. Follow us everywhere. She will read. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Patreon, which we're recording a mini-sode soon. So go subscribe and we'll have our monthly call for June. So go get in there. And also support this season's partners. On the last episode, the, the like mini episode, you heard the discount codes and all the things. So yeah, be rooted, basic, go shop with them. Okay. B, 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 B. Yeah, there's a lot of Bs. Damn, yeah. I didn't realize it. I um, love it. Now coffee break, continue. Okay, <laughs> so guys, I had... Well, yeah, I had, I guess, one graduation party, two graduations. Mm. So I went up to Minnesota and then just stayed with my grandparents. So y'all mm. know how, like, I don't know if this, this is, I think this is common. Like, oftentimes you end up being closer with your mom's parents Sorry, yeah. than your dad's parents because that's just the nature of. My, wait, mine was flipped. I really? was closer to my dad's. Well, my grandma because my grandpa passed before it was born but my grandma like that's my dog her oh, well she was rest in peace um it'd be like that right yeah okay well depending well, depending on, on yeah it's always one side or the other right usually so for me it was my mom's side so i was like you know what let me take this time to just sit my ass in minnesota for a whole week <laughs> No distractions except for work, but I can work from home so I can just be there and stay. So I did. And it was truly the most heartwarming, great experience. Yes, I I had such a nice time. And, you know, my grandma's a G. 
I love to see We love grandmas in this house. We do. And we were just vibing. And my grandpa is getting older. And I didn't realize how, like, kind of forgetful he's Mm. getting. And it reminds me of my other grandpa who passed. Rest in peace. Oh, the one who had Alzheimer's? Yeah, it's Mm. giving very much, like, dementia energy. Mm, It is giving that. And so it was hard. I mean, I was kind of used to it, but I realized my aunt who came by, she was like very, a little bit emotional about that. Is that her dad? Yeah. Mm, And she just didn't realize like how How bad it had gotten gotten right. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see people age and, Mm, you know, um, yeah, guys. But so anyway, where were you, Lana? Because you were out and about also. Um, I was in Houston for my sister's graduation. Grad season. It is grad season. Yeah, we were literally both gone for graduations. Um, so I was in Houston and I saw a bunch of family, H-Town. too. Yeah, it was my mom's side. So I feel like I heard what you, when I heard you say your thing, I heard grandparents. I feel like I was closer to my dad's parent than my mom's parents yeah but like family why i don't know i i kind of rock with both sides i feel like my mom's side is like really like all the cousins and aunts and uncles but it's i mean it's the same with my dad's side because he has two sisters Hmm. and i rock with them yeah so like do you feel like you spent more time growing up with one oh for sure yeah well because i rock with both sides it's just it was kind of Actually, no, it was definitely okay. Early, early life, it was more dad's side because I live closer. Her, but I feel like, well, no, now that I say that, no, it's pretty equal. That's good though. Yeah, even even okay, with goals. like separated parents, it was pretty equal. A shout out to y'all. Shout out to the fam. Shout yeah, out they to really the fam. prioritize mm-hmm. both sides. That's yeah. Goals. So it was really nice to see family. Isn't it so nice? It is. It really. You really got to take some time to do that. Especially with the how the world is, like you never really know. Yeah, I know that got dark really fast, but <laughs> it's real. It is real. So that's what, like family matters, right? Family matters. Um, but yeah, I was just, but I was also glad to be home again. And yeah, girl. No, <laughs> well, like yours was different. I flew. You drove fifteen hours. Like that's true. How how are you like here recording right now? <laughs> Well, first, I took a half day. Um, period. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really hope she like took the day off or like, yeah. I don't know, because my day was pretty chill. So I was able to just, you know, just cruise cruising this Monday. But okay, yeah, period. I am still a little tired. I'm going to sleep real hard tonight. Um, period. Hey baddies, if you're like me and try to shop Indian fashion as much as possible, you're going to love our partner, Basic. Basic is a slow fashion shop that sources cute, comfy, and unique pieces from brands that provide living wages to their workers. We are honored to bring Basic back to you all as a four-season-long partnership and have a discount code for our community to use. Use code SWR15 at abasicshop.com to get 15% off your purchase. And shopping tip, rewear it, babes. When you do shop, focus on building a capsule wardrobe of basics and essentials that can stand the test of time. Shop basic! 
good. Um, well, yeah, mini life updates for us. But let's get into it because this she's a thick one, and we got story questions. We got lots to cover, so let's get into the chapter. All right. Let's hop on in. I was cracking up these chapters. <laughs> One of them, I was like audib- audibly like having reactions. She's so funny. She's so funny. But like it, it did get like, you know, we've been saying this the whole freaking season. Trigger warning over everything. Um, oh, yeah. We get so. the really inside scoop. We do. Here. We do. Alrighty, guys. So we're starting on chapter 67, mm-hmm. page 224. Page check. And honestly, it started out in a really good place. I was like, wait a minute, because the first sentence says, I have hope. <laughs> For the first time in years. I was like, oh, all right. Right. I was <laughs> like, wait, how, what happened? And we learned that Jeanette has booked the lead role in a new Netflix series, or so she thinks. Right, right. <laughs> her, um, her team, her whatever agents, agents, yeah. They were like pushing her to do this, mm-hmm. and she didn't necessarily love the script initially. But her agents, of course, they're trying to get their money, mm. and so they said, "Look, it's Netflix," and. You know, as a child star, you don't get many opportunities to break out of, like, that, like, image. Yeah, you get, like, cheesy sitcoms, maybe, or whatever, but to get a Netflix show felt like a very big deal. Yeah, like, So, Jeanette, again, has hope. Mm -hmm. Which, y'all know, we we left on quite a... Mm, Yeah. we We left on quite a dark place so she was pretty much in the worst place of her life right truly truly so we reached the top of the coaster sorry we did make it Mm -hmm. i feel like we're on the way down now yeah i think we are too we're on the descent well guys so when i say we thought it was netflix it's because it is not being produced by netflix it's not like a stranger things right it is like a canadian-based random house tv production that netflix is like buying Mm -hmm. and this was like early days of netflix before it was like well i mean it was on the come up being like netflix like it was a big deal but like it was still like new to the scene right Mm -hmm. right so she is in toronto to um you know act and (laughs) (laughs) to film (laughs) to do her thing yeah her job mm-hmm. and she's just excited to be starring in a real show okay so she is when she gets there she's like i gotta turn my life around basically mm-hmm. this is the start of something new so she goes and buys like all these self-help books which i've been there and she reads them all in the span of a week and she kind of like puts together a little plan and she's like okay this is what i'm gonna do And she says, I will focus on myself. She writes the phrase in her diary. And she does still have this little OCD tick where she touches the page five times. And she also mentions that she does a twirl every time she enters her bathroom and says, but at least that one's kind of fun. Yeah. Which, again, killed me. I was just (laughs) like, hello, I love you. (laughs) 
I was like looking at it in my head, like her twirling before she got in the bathroom. So I'm so just cute. imagining her doing a little yeah. twirl. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, she's like, "Look, I need to focus on me, not these distractions that are the bulimia, that is the drinking, that is, um, just all the self sabotaging." patterns that she has Mm -hmm. but then she meets steven which do you know that kesha song steven it's ringing a bell steven i can't say i listen to it why won't you call me no steven why won't you call me (laughs) i'm gonna have to link it i know so many fucking random kesha songs (laughs) i don't know that I have to listen to Kesha on the way home because the other <laughs> song just came in my head. There's a place downtown where the freaks are coming around. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was the time. It was the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so guys, she is on the first day of the shoot and it's a post-apocalyptic drama. And um, it's in a small town where a virus breaks out, which is kind of weird i was like coronavirus (laughs) but this was like way before that right and so she's realizing as she's on set that this is a canadian network thing and she's like oh god she calls her agent they confirm and now she's like damn i wish i didn't know like ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. and she starts to have a bit of a crisis because she at the end of the day is like my work is all I have. If I don't like what I'm actually working on, then I feel like I'm doing this for nothing. Like I need to feel the value. Yeah. And she's like, you know, again, that thing of she didn't want to be an actor in the first place. And now she's like almost ashamed of her career and like what it has been versus like what she wants it to be. Like, you know, it's that thing of if I'm going to be in this, like you said, I'm going to want to do it my way. Mm. And she says, like, I'm aware there are worse things than starring on television shows you're not proud of. Yet the awareness doesn't change a thing. This is the truth for me. I am ashamed. And I really like how she pointed that out because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, like, you're so lucky, like, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yes, and, Mm. like, two things can be true at once. Yeah. I think. A hundred percent. I feel like that applies to anyone's job, really. Mm -hmm. But I do think where it's something that's so, it's like we have respect for these actors who, like, every single movie they've been in, is a good one Mm -hmm. like those actors where you're like oh if they're in it i'm watching it right so i can see why she would want that to be the case for her right instead of being one of the ones where it's like oh right jeanette's on another random show (laughs) (laughs) where's the butter sock not the butter sock Mm -hmm. um but she so she's like kind of having a a moment y'all and Mm -hmm. she's about to do the thing that makes her feel better in these moments which is purge. Um, so she is about to go do that. And she truly doesn't care about what's going to happen after. She's like, yeah, it's going to make my face puffy on screen, but this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she gets saved by the bell. The production assistant knocks on the door and is like, okay, we got to go. So she's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> but... On the way to the set, she notices this Italian speaking man mm-hmm. who is edgy and he's smoking a cig and mm-hmm. she hears him talking to his mom and mm-hmm. she's like, wait, 
this is like an enigma <laughs> you're cool and you're talking to your mom like on your break dream <laughs> this is dreamy right now mm-hmm. and turns out that this is going to be the production or this as uh, he's going to be the assistant director on this show and her heart skips a beat and she says this means i'll get to see him every weekday for the mm-hmm. next three months so all of a sudden things are kind of seeming a little brighter mm-hmm. um even though she does still hate the show right right she's already fantasizing about how she's gonna wind up with steven and all of a sudden <laughs> she's like i'm ready to abandon this whole focus on myself thing because <laughs> steven's here now and i like steven right it's like a distraction again the devil well. <laughs> he comes in many forms he ain't lied. <laughs> All right, but on to chapter 68. We are in the midst of her trying to get Steven's attention, and she's trying to make these quote unquote coincidental run ins, but she's like, I ain't got much left in me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need this to happen. But finally, he asked her on a date. They go for drinks. Cute. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's a sweetness about him. Like, she's just mesmerized by this man. Truly. Like, we are in the thick of the honeymooning phase right now. Very much so. It's kind of cute. It to is kind of cute. Because like she's been in a very, a man slump, if you will. Yeah. Like, she hasn't, like, genuinely liked any of the men that she's been with thus far yeah this is the first one where she has like true yeah a true infatuation where it's like oh my gosh but i like really like him mm. you know that's cute mm-hmm. um and so for one second for their second date they go to a chain restaurant kind of like tgi fridays and she goes to throw up in the bathroom and you know refreshes herself up And she's like, I can't believe that just weeks ago I was ready to work on ridding myself of bulimia. It feels like such a part of me, such a staple habit. I'm relieved to still have it to lean on. And I'm like, Miss Girl, like, oh, my God. But like, I under like, I understand, like, being in that state of mind. And and I really do think like, even though it's trigger warning and everything, I think this is a really nice and different perspective that we get on mental health and really not anxiety disorders eating disorders um from the point of view of like some like someone as prominent as her like writing it out in the book this way like even though we're like us who have experienced trauma are like pointing out the dark humor when it's like to everyone it's not as humorous which it's like there is still some like realness and seriousness about all of this um it needs to like some of the thoughts she's had in this book or some of the thoughts I've had in real life. So it's really nice to like have that kind of representation. Yes. Um, no, truly. I've never seen it talked about so casually and it almost is freeing to see that. Like mm-hmm. I can see how if you're in denial about having an eating disorder, seeing her talk about it in this way is like, Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I've oh, had yeah, some of those is, thoughts. That is how it is, and it's like you're kind of predicting, like, oh, I know what she's about to do. Like I feel a scene right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my little side note. Um, and so they have a couple of drinks, and she's like, you know, it's just weird being in your early twenties, like mm-hmm. past relationships, past hurts, hopes, and dreams, and they're just like talking about all of this and just life and what they do want, what they don't want, like true, like like dating they're stuff. having a moment yeah mm-hmm. like they're really 
I like that they're talking. Right. And then something that I thought was different also from the other guy she was with is Steven has this idea for them to go dancing. And they're like completely just like free and something that she's like, you know, would like she would consider like immature or childish. Like she's romanticizing with it with him because she like generally likes it. She says, this is pure. This is deep. I feel completely understood and seen by Steven. And he seems to feel the same way. Wow. Well, we find out just how much the same way he feels and <laughs> because we're on their fourth date and they're watching The Voice and they're finishing a bottle of tequila. and We can all know where this is going. <laughs> right. And they start making out. He takes off his shirt and then his pants oh. and then he puts on a condom. She said he's responsible, too. I said, girl, I'm so weak. Girl, gotta love your early 20s. Yeah. And she was like, they have sex for the first time. And it's incredible. She said the the typical commentary that rattles through her brain during sex is nowhere to be found. Like, this is the first time she's having sex and is enjoying it. Amen. Which, hallelujah. <laughs> And round of applause yeah because she's like you know most times i just fake it but like this time this is for real this is the real stuff <laughs> and she starts to cry i was like damn like now she got emotion like it was that good like i'm like i'm rooting for you miss girl i love this for you I, right <laughs> that actually is one of the questions on our mm, story yeah that, do you want to do it now i don't or, know what do you want to do Let's do it now. Might as well while we're like here. I thought the answers were really good. Okay, let's do a couple of let's do a couple of those. <laughs> she slept her. Because we don't talk about how long it can take to enjoy sex enough. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we do. You mean like in a, as a society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As a young person, I just thought every time is was magic. gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not the first time, but then, like, the second time is magic. Yeah, it it takes a minute. It takes a minute. It does, and you just don't know how long it's going to take. And when it does happen, it is something, like, cryable Mm -hmm. almost. Like you can, we can all relate to that. Feeling. It's very emotional. Okay. Yeah, so give us, give us a couple of responses. What we got. So the question was, first of all, <laughs> have you ever had good sex? And we got 11 votes. We did a poll and oh, okay. a question. Oh, okay. Thing. Double. Okay. <laughs> we got 11 votes for yes. And we got two votes for no. Mm-hmm. And what were some responses? Um, the question was, how long did it take you to learn what sex is supposed to feel like? Mm. And we got different responses, which okay. one said like three to four years. Mm-hmm. One said only learned what good sex is when I had sex with an experienced partner. Mm, which is something else where it's like. That's a big one. That's too. a big one. Yeah. Somebody who knows what they're doing. A couple years. And then we also have one that is, I learned before I did it for the first time, which kudos to you, girl. Yeah. Because I wish I could have studied (laughs) up. So set yourself up. Orgasms. (laughs) Because the way I wasn't finding mine. (laughs) Lana knows. It took me, I think, closer to three years, I would say. To figure it out. To get to where I was like, oh. Like, this is how this is supposed to feel. Oh, right. Because otherwise, I was, like, kind of dreading it. I was mm, like, like a chore. Yeah. Like, this is something, like, 
that you do and it feels okay it feels good but it's i'm not like getting that ultimate satisfaction Mm. that makes you want to have sex again right 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 which it is it is hard so thank you for those responses we're gonna keep it going with the story questions throughout this episode um but yeah that's pretty much it they have really incredible sex and she's in love that's a good way to end Mm -hmm. going into not mad not going into 69 (laughs) now that's cute okay (laughs) all right now so we are back in california now Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're still working on billy is still there yeah i was like god damn like what is happening The longest contract job I've ever heard of. I know, literally. Okay. But she is feeling kind of not so good anymore, guys. Steven is in Canada, and Mm -hmm. it's been a little hard for her to be alone. Like, the anxiety is coming back. Mm -hmm. And she says things like, what is my... Or she wants to know if this show is going to end her career. Um, She's kind of fixating on that right now. And she said... I've pretended to be other people my whole life, my whole childhood and adolescence and young adulthood. The years you're supposed to be spending finding yourself, I was pretending to be other people. The years I was supposed to be building character, I was building literal characters. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was like, damn. For child stars, like, I never really thought of it like that, where it's like, you don't have a true childhood. Or I was watching this clip from something, damn it, I can't remember what it was. But it was some, it was a child star, and they were like, you know, all those scenes that we did from this TV show where we went to prom and went to homecoming, like, those were just scenes. We never did that in real life. We had to act it Mm. based on what we knew from, like, movies and stuff Mm. because we had never experienced it ourselves. That's so, like, that's hard Mm -hmm. like you can't even really method act in a way because you've never done it never done it Mm -hmm. so same like for her scenario well sheesh right well okay guys so she is at this point realizing she kind of needs to quit this whole acting thing yeah she's saying it doesn't serve her mental or emotional health and that it's actually destructive to both and she's realizing that the eating disorder, the alcohol, the acting are really like some things she can't keep doing, which is growth. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she resents them and they also define her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe that is why I resent them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the realization of all of this draws her to the toilet, just like any other stress does. And she purges. And by the time she gets to her couch she sees she missed a call from steven mm-hmm. and steven and her we learn became official official um the day before that before jeanette left toronto mm-hmm. so like right at the end of the filming steven wrote her a love letter mm-hmm. asking her to be his woman so cute it's a really cute love story so far and she said she felt like the most intense feeling she's ever felt in her life and she was just like i don't know where the future is going to take us i don't know if long distance is going to work maybe he'll go back to his life and i'll go back to mine but if steven's calling her right now in this moment she's like that means we're gonna be okay yeah so she's relieved and she knows what's going on because they facetimed last night 
for their nightly three-hour FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mentioned he was looking into flights for LA. And so this call, she's like, oh, okay, he got a flight. Yeah, this this is a relationship. It's not a fling. I, lo- I love that part. Very, very, very cute. Because if he wanted to, he, he would. Period. So Steven's plane is landing and he's on his way to Jeanette. Mm-hmm. There's a knock on her door and she lets him in and it's kind of like, ooh, I'm shy. <laughs> it's like, this is a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, they start hugging and then they start making out mm-hmm. and then they have sex and they fuck three times on the couch and then everything's back to normal. Yeah. So it's just a little sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, Steven goes to the bathroom after they've been talking for a while and he comes out and he's a little bit tense. He's a little, the vibe has shifted Mm -hmm. and he said, Jenny, which is so cute. He calls her Jenny. She says, what? Like what? You're freaking me out. And Steven's like, it's just, do you have a problem? See, at this point, I thought he was going to, like, say, like, are you an alcoholic? And, like, saw the alcohol bottles or something. Uh, I was not expecting this next part. I know. I know this is crazy. Mm-hmm. He said, um, there is vomit residue on the seat. And she says, oh. That's it's it. That's the thing I do. <laughs> you know. You know. Like, how you smoke. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> not the same he's not buying it guys Mm -hmm. he even says no they're different like (laughs) he said this can kill you and she's like yeah that can kill you too i said points were made though (laughs) points were made (laughs) right i mean i kind of get it it's like who are you to tell me it's a problem you've got a problem too Mm -hmm. and he said um but i do i know what he means well right right, and honestly i didn't realize honestly i low-key didn't realize We've been reading for so long that I should have realized, but I really didn't think bulimia could kill you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I just thought it was very bad, not sustainable. Like, you may have to go to the hospital, but I didn't think it could literally kill you. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not. mm -mm, mm -mm. This is not good. It's not good. And it's really cute that he cares in a way. And he's like, basically gives this girl an ultimatum. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means that he truly does care about her. Mm-hmm. But he looks at her in a way that is pitying and parental and it's just not a way she likes. Um, but she realizes like, oh shit, like he's serious. Yeah. Like and they gotta change. So yeah, we kinda end that she's like very taken aback that this is a huge enough problem for him that he's willing to end the relationship. Yeah, and I think, you know, another thing I just thought about, like maybe because it's so like normalized in Hollywood culture for like, oh, you got an eating disorder. You like are an alcoholic, like whatever. Like it's not a big deal. And so for him to like be in the industry and be like, no, this is a big fucking deal. Like I care about you and this is not good. Yeah. I think that was her like, oh shit. Like her like almost dose of like reality check. Bring you back down to mm-hmm. earth. It yeah. Was, maybe it's for the best. Right? Well, we finna find out because we are on <laughs> chapter 70, page 234. And we are introduced to her new therapist, Laura. Uh, she's kind of like this. Sound, she makes her sound like really majestic. She calls her boho chic. And she's just like, 
the almost like the TVs, yeah, the TV room. therapist. You would like, oh, just like come into my office, sit in my chair. Let's and talk. She gives her a big hug, mm-hmm. and Jeanette's like, I'm not even into hugs. Right? <laughs> She's like, like mesmerized by this woman. But I'll hug you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally what happens. And so they're they're in her office, and she you know she's like, "What brings you in?" Like, kind of like that thing that happens when you go to therapy for the first time. Which was that a question? Speaking of questions, <laughs> it was a fucking question. It's time for another story question. <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna be so smooth. I'm so it was <laughs> such a smooth transition, and then, and then that's our lives, though. Very true. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we have a question that was, have you ever been to therapy? And we've got 21 votes for yes. We've got one vote for no. Mm-hmm. And we also asked, how did your first therapy session make you feel? Mm. So we got some responses. Mm-hmm. Like, Give me a couple. I needed to come back for a second session because 50 minutes isn't long enough. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> that one hour, like 50 minutes goes by so fast. Like, like damn, we're at the end. Yeah. I'm supposed to wrap this up. Right. Especially <laughs> if you're leaving on a certain note, you're like, well, I mean, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. True. We've got heard by an unbiased listener validated and relieved emotional Mm. weird as fuck Mm. you mean to tell me there's more than four emotions (laughs) yeah so we're you know we're all all feeling it but Mm. yeah it is nice to like oh you just want to hear me talk right and you're not gonna judge me i was just about to say you're not gonna judge me you're You're not gonna tell me what to do right you're just gonna like listen yeah like what wild wild concept man love to see it um so she you know she asks what brings you in she tells her about steven's ultimatum and how she loves him and wants things to work out and she's like okay that's all cool but like therapy is a thing we as individuals have to decide to do we have to want to change not for somebody else but for ourselves and then she asks her so Jeanette, do you want to change and in this moment she's like yeah like she's very much going into like actor mode of like i'm giving you what you want to see like as in laura's like the director and mm. she's like auditioning for a role like that's how she's treating this right now so real. she even says like yes i can swim yes i can pogo stick yes i want to change <laughs> like it's all the same to her <laughs> and laura's like okay good <laughs> and so laura asks her what she's struggling with and she brings up her mom's death bulimia alcohol you know the works all the things that's going on right now Mm-hmm. and she's been told that she's gonna have to have you know multiple sessions to unpack all of this which valid and she says in her buttery voice laura gives her a rundown of how things are gonna work she's taking a holistic approach to her recovery and each session session will incorporate a lot of variety and she said you know today we'll focus on a life wheel so that we can gauge where you're starting at but you know how like if you've been to therapy you know how your first session goes it's very much like a getting to know you it's almost like a first date but like with someone who's gonna help you mentally yeah um yeah like the first day of school yeah yeah the syllabus it's like syllabus day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so she's like, over the next four months, we'll go shopping together, cook together, discover your hobbies and passions. Like, it's a really in-depth approach, which I was like, I feel like she needs at this point. Yeah. Because she has so many, like, high-risk things going on all at the same time. Very true. To unpack. And Jeanette's like, you know, all this sounds good to me, especially since, she knows she says Laura will be there by her side. And she won't have to lose, and she won't have to lose Steven. She's like, where's the dotted line, baby? Sign me up. I'm ready to change. I loved it. I was like, okay, intentions are questionable, Mm -hmm. but I like the... Attitude? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for... (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. just so like... Ready to go. (laughs) Ready to start. Funny. Right. Okay. And then we get into 71. All right, guys. These last two chapters were a bit longer. Yes, and intense. So buckle up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, guys. So she is still doing Nickelodeon stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is at the Teen Choice People's Choice Fan Favorite Award Show. You know, she said they're all blurred together. And I was like, they did. I used to like, it's like the Teen Choice and then Teen Choice. Blah, 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 and it was like so many different things where it's like, I just know I'm watching an award show right now. Even <laughs> reading it, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So she's about to present an award or something like that and she tells us they're still airing new episodes of sam and cat so even though she's like in this whole other place in her career she's still also on these like kids magazines Mm -hmm. smiling and being that girl right and so (laughs) she's like portraying the image of a carefree starlet with the world on a string tee right like And so she says she's been seeing Laura for a month now and she low-key, high-key feels worse than she did when she sat there for the first time. And firstly, it's because Steven is out of town working. And secondly, it's because she's aware of just how bleak things are. Mm -hmm. That point when therapy gets real. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm here to work Mm -hmm. and I have to come face to face. Like she can't keep running because she's, going to therapy every week right. every day oh is it every day mm-hmm. well, they have damn. sessions every day that's probably good yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so she's she's like i can't rely i can't remain in denial anymore about my alcohol consumption my bulimia the denial the grief of my mom's passing um and she's just kind of like now that she's telling all this to Laura, she's just telling all this to us too. Mm -hmm. She's just giving us kind of a synopsis of where she is. And she tells us that she's binging and purging five to 10 times a day and drinking at least eight or nine shots of hard liquor at night. Um, And she is like, realize, well, Laura has told her that she's, (laughs) that she's a failure i don't think laura said that in so many Mm -hmm. words but that's kind of the takeaway yeah that's how she feels not feeling is she's not like mvp of therapy right now Mm -hmm. so this is something that is really stressful to her the situation she's in because um they kind of like put together a list of really stressful situations that make Jeanette want to purge and red carpet events were near the top of the list Mm -hmm. and because of that Laura is there with her and we learn that they're very hard for her because there's a lot of food at these red carpet events Mm -hmm. just a bunch of little finger snacky foods all over the place and she is 
kind of like tempted to distract herself and do the thing that makes her feel better mm-hmm. when she's at these because of the stress. Right. So she's about to go on stage to present and the lights are low and she can see Laura sitting in the front row, which is making her feel better. Mm-hmm. Laura's mouthing, you've got this. But then Angelina Jolie happens to walk by. Right. I was like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so Laura is here for Jeanette, but there's all these stars that just happen to be there that are a little bit distracting yeah which is valid valid right right again if beyonce there and i'm here for you like i love you but it's beyonce <laughs> <laughs> I know, i'm like laura step out of it yeah. jeanette needs you right now i know right jeanette's like i'm desperate for her support but she she's like i honestly can't blame laura look i get that it's angelina it's fucking angelina jolie <laughs> So she's the lights come on and they're so bright and she's like, I can't ever get used to this. I don't know how people do it. Um, She starts talking and she's talking in her fun voice and she's doing a lot of big gestures and she's realizing she's doing it and she's not really like in control of what's going on. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is actually not a body experience, Mm -hmm. which is valid. I cannot imagine talking to that many people, actor or not actor. I know, like very big crowd of people like that with the Mm -hmm. lights blinding. Like it's very scary. Yeah. Apparently Nick Jonas won. So good for him. Mm -hmm. And when she like, She's realizing she's shaking when she gets done and she's walked off the stage and the security car security guard comes up and she re- like she's kind of being escorted by him into the backstage area and she realizes she's got tears streaming down her cheeks. And so she's having a bit of a panic attack mm-hmm. and she's realizing it's because she hasn't purged all day Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of like all of this energy is like in her and she's just like her hands are in balls clenched and she is just super super overwhelmed Mm -hmm. she says that she's been with laura all day and she gives us a little background that laura tells her that she could only be her plus one if she agreed to meet up with her head of the event so that they could eat lunch together. Right. And Laura said she knew that Jeanette's instinct would be to starve herself before the award show, which could lead to a binge and purge later. Mm -hmm. So Laura's like, we're going to sit down and eat together. Yeah. Like let's be proactive about this fire. Um, so they order a healthy lunch. Um, and, Jeanette says that she picks at her food like a tantrumy three-year-old. <laughs> and um, Laura's kind of walking her through it. She's like, I know you don't want to, but you can't do this type of thing without having food in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So they sit there and she finally like eats a few bites. And Laura tries to get her to eat a few more bites. And then they go off onto their, on their way to this award show. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, all of this is in her stomach, she, like, just feels really gross. And as soon as she gets backstage, she also sees 
a bunch of food a buffet table gotta love it and she lists out there's olives there's mini sausages there's shrimp cocktail there's mini grilled cheese sandwich there's popcorn chicken there's cheese burger sliders which this next part i was like relatable (laughs) cheeseburger fucking sliders i'm dying to cram one of those meaty cheesy sliders into my mouth and then throw them up in the bathroom the last part was less relatable (laughs) but you know everything before that cheeseburger fucking sliders do sound really good Mm -hmm. that's valid Mm-hmm. and she's like i know i shouldn't do it and she's like that's why laura's here laura that's what i need i need laura where's laura and she's scanning the room frantically and she sees everybody else except for laura who ends up being with freaking adam sandler and she realizes that she can either like interrupt them right now while laura's like having this wonderful moment with mr sandler or she could go and stuff her face mm-hmm. and she's like <laughs> here i go <laughs> yeah i'm about to <laughs> let's let's do this she's distracted i'm gonna go do what i know is gonna be the fix for this period and so she's like shoving these cheeseburgers into her mouth she's got her back turned so no one can really see what she's doing and Laura kind of sneaks up behind her and says, I think it's great that you're eating. I would love it if you would slow down a little bit, though. I want to make sure we step away to a private area afterwards so that you can process your emotions without purging. How does that sound? Which I'm like, Laura. I was at first I was like, who is this? And then I realized I was like, oh, yikes. Laura, you are an angel. I like the way she just says these things. It's so She's like, you know, beautiful. That's that's great that you're eating right now. However. Right. She's <laughs> like a mom. Like I love the way she says Which things. you I'm gonna let you finish, but I got I got <laughs> <laughs> And Jeanette's heart sinks. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch again yeah she's like i know she means well but damn <laughs> she's i hate that she's disrupting my ability to purge and then laura realizes like what's really going on she sees that she's got tears streaming down her cheeks and she says you know why don't we just head out mm-hmm. which is a great decision and they pile into the car and Jeanette immediately starts sobbing the panic attack is in full force she said it feels like death and she's screaming, no, not the sliders. Why did I eat the fucking sliders? <laughs> she's like, they feel like a rock in my stomach. Um, and Laura <laughs> strokes her hair and says, you're doing great. I was like, all right, Chris Jenner. <laughs> you're doing she amazing, said, Really? It doesn't feel like I'm doing great. It feels like I'm in the middle of a full-fledged breakdown after white-knuckling my way through three teleprompter lines and not being able to cope with eating um, what she calls two rich people's white castles. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, and Laura just tells her it's really normal to have these types of reactions. And this is the part that makes me feel like seeing the therapist talk her through this is mm-hmm. so good because we've been in this place where we're just in Jeanette's Mm, world of like this is great yeah i feel so much better Mm -hmm. and like to see her so upset and laura being like this is actually very normal is like really it's a great thing to hear and see and Mm -hmm. i just you know you just don't know until you know right but Jeanette feels humiliated she feels like this feeling is impossible to like make to to go away Mm mm-hmm and the driver's just trying to drive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, 
Laura's like, look, can you um, turn the radio up? And some Gloria Estefan plays from the speaker. And Jeanette's like, mom used to love Gloria Estefan. I was like, god damn. <laughs> so it's just one of those moments that just keeps on getting worse. Worse. Uh... But then fucking Laura. I'm sorry, Laura. <laughs> but you're so crazy for this. She said, Jeanette. This is what recovery looks like. I was like, I was like, I was with you <laughs> until the point right here. I was like, can we not have picked a better time? Like maybe we're doing a recap of the night the next day. Just let her be upset, Laura. Let her get it out. Like this is not the time. Even Jeanette, keep going. Even Jeanette says it, you know. No, really though. <laughs> like, like in her head, like damn. Like she reminds, the more we learn about Laura, the more I'm like, oh, she's, she is like this floating on a cloud type of all love, bohemian, mm-hmm. hippie, happy, everything's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it can be kind of frustrating when you're like upset yeah. and somebody's like, you're so blessed or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, this is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. She's like. To make things even worse, Laura shuts her eyes and repeats herself. <laughs> and it starts, this? <laughs> and Jenna's like, no, Laura, please do not give me that dramatic pause for emphasis. Do not give me that dramatic. Is what recovery <laughs> looks like. Guys, these chapters are so funny. Oh, and again, funny if you've been through some shit and like now you can laugh on the other side, but it's still not ha ha funny. It's like goddamn funny. Like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In last chapter for this episode, chapter 72, page 243. We are back in Laura's office. We have made it back. Laura. Mm-hmm. And it's about to get worse. um but not y'all will see and so you know they're back in her office and Jeanette finally made it happen she's gone a full 24 hours without making herself throw up which is huge for her It's huge. Like when you're on your journey and like you make that first big milestone, it's like, fuck, like it's only up from there. Usually, usually. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's like, maybe it doesn't sound that impressive, but like for me, like this is my, like this was my mountain right here. And I feel like that's a good point. Like everybody's mountain looks different and like, this could seem small to somebody else, but for her, like it's such a big deal and it means so much. She's been working on this for over a month now. Mm -hmm. And she says, I have felt controlled by this eating disorder. Even since beginning her work with Laura, she like, she hadn't gone a full day without making herself throw up. She'll struggle through sessions. And as soon as she gets back home, she purges. And so, you know, the pattern has proven grueling and the disappointment in, in herself has proven overwhelming but now she can finally say she made it happen and so they're talking it out laura's like clapping for her she's asking her how she was able to do it how she managed like kind of like do that little recap of like okay what how did you feel when that happened how did we get here like try to repeat those like patterns and positive affirmations Mm -hmm. and 
but then that's when Jeanette's pride starts to fade. She's like, you know, it was really hard. I'm not convinced I'll be able to do it again. She's like, not throwing up for 24 hours? Hello? And, you know, she's struggling to find her emotions because Laura has given her this assignment, which is a challenging task to her, which is to write her feelings on paper, which she finds really hard to connect with even her own emotions. Mm, that's a good practice. Mm-hmm. And... You know, she's like, you know, are all the comfortable emotions an option? <laughs> and she's like, you know, I've had bouts of sobbing and she's called Laura, which now like she has Laura's phone number and can reach her directly. And she's like, the task is a feeling like this is confusing, overwhelming blob of emotions instead of distracting herself with her bulimia is daunting. It's a daunting task. Mm. Bulimia has just been her source of distraction from not having to deal with literally everything else. So true. And so she expresses this to Laura, these fears that she has, and she's assuring her, you know, through these steps, like we'll be able to like get through this and overcome these things. It'll just take time, which I think is another great thing that some people, you know, go into therapy and think it's going to be a quick fix. But like, that's not how this works, especially depending on what you're going in for. Like, it looks different for everybody. Like, maybe you could go to therapy for a week and be cured. Well, I say, quote unquote, cured, but like helped yeah um but sometimes it can take months and even like now i feel like i've in a sense i've graduated from my current step of therapy but (laughs) snaps that doesn't mean down the line that i won't need to go back for some more help it could be something totally different it could be a resurgence of what i was going there for originally like you never really know it's a it's a constant thing that you have to like check in on yourself for And like know these signs that you learn in therapy being like, oh, fuck that. That right there means I need to go book a session right now. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's just all about knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so her having to write down her feelings is like a way of connecting with her own self. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so then Laura explains to her that now that she's experienced what it's felt like to not throw up. Now that she knows she can do it, they can go even deeper. Because, you know, this is like, therapy is like baby steps. Yeah. And each step, it gets a little harder and harder, which I don't think Jeanette was prepared for. Just how hard it was going to get. Like, that was the easy part. That's true. And, you know, she's like, while this experience has meant motivation for herself, she can't just treat that problem and not the cause. Like, you have to do the whole full circle moment. She mm-hmm. has to get what's underneath the bulimia, what's driving it. Yep. You got to get the root. Right. And now she's like, I'm nervous to see what the, this will entail. <laughs> and then Laura says, I want to understand more about little Jeanette. In that moment, I said, oh, fuck. Uh, I shit. did not know it was going to go left. I, I, because once you start dealing with that childhood stuff, it is very, it's hard. It's hard. It can go one of two ways. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, my childhood. I know my childhood. Mm-hmm. But then you start unpacking your yeah. childhood, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, right? It's just like, oh, that realization. Like, oh. So many. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jeanette's like always with the childhood, these therapists, like, why do they always want to go back there? And she says, I've seen enough movies and TV shows to know like the classic therapeutic scapegoat is what she calls it. But then she says some shit happened in your childhood and messed you up. And that's why you are the way you are, which I'm like, yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. Like, it's real. 
and she's like but not me she's like i didn't have an alcoholic dad my brothers didn't torture me when my parents weren't home yeah we were poor and we lived in a hoarder house and yeah my mom had cancer when i was little which was very scary but otherwise things are fine i was like girl i know <laughs> i was like okay Jeanette, mm-hmm. whatever gets you through the day right and so she relays this to laura who like gently suggesting in her tone you know that she's refused to play the game of boohoo my child was woof and laura's like okay and Jeanette gets irritated by this because she's just like you know usually i fuck with you but that i could <laughs> your tone was a little off there <laughs> and then laura's like tell me about your mom tell me about your relationship with her when you were a kid and i said mm. and she says immediately i'm on the defense why does she want to talk about mom ain't no wrong with her <laughs> no, mom was really? perfect i <laughs> I was like, and then, but then she says, I know in my gut that I don't believe this, that it's a lot more complicated than this, but why on earth would I tell Laura the specifics? And that right there hit for me personally, because you know, I have mommy issues Hmm. and like kind of had the same like bond that Jeanette had with her mom. Speak on it. And when you have that like click, when you're like, oh shit, this is kind of not healthy all the way of a relationship. (laughs) It's hard to deal with because you don't want to think of it like that. Mm. You'd rather like be in that sense of denial, which is exactly what Jeanette does. She's like, mom was wonderful. She was the perfect mom. That's what she's telling Laura. And she's like, oh yeah, what was so perfect? And I was like, ooh. (laughs) And she says she throws on her her best fake smile. She's like, Laura's sharp. So like, I gotta like make her make this shit believable. <laughs> and she's like just everything like she took care of me and my brothers i'm sure it was hard for her and then laura said that was her job that took me out took me out <laughs> took me out took me out because parents will try to make you think that you make their life so hard when this is what they signed up for mm-hmm. They will do, they will guilt you, shame you, hit you. They'll do everything under the sun to make you feel bad. And it's like, hmm. But I didn't choose to be here. That part. <laughs> she I said that was this. her job. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to like bold, all caps, highlight. Um, and People so Jeanette, don't say it like that. They don't. Like, when just you go to therapy. Point blank. And point, therapy, when, you're different. <laughs> When they say something and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's making me think about my own life. <laughs> like I can remember a session. I was like, damn, right? You're just like, you did you have to read me like that? <laughs> for filth? Okay. And so Jeanette says, I feel interrogated. Like she can't say the right things, and I'm like, yeah, babe, because of therapy, there is like you can't say the right thing. Like that's not but what the this thing is, here is for. She's trying to like. She's trying to, like, win. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be with her man. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I do not care. Yeah, like. Like, what do you want to hear? I'm going to tell it to you. Mm-hmm. Let's fix me real quick so right. I can go be with Steven. Right, because I'm going to therapy. I'm with Steven. Right. One plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. She said, well, but, I mean, this was different than from most parents. Like, you know, like, this wasn't just her job. And and Laura's like, how so? <laughs> <laughs> like damn i shouldn't have said that yeah she's like she sacrificed everything for me she constantly went without so she could take care of me she put me first ahead of herself and then laura says hmm and do you think that's healthy 
this? Why is this impossible? To, why is this the impossible to ace quiz? I have no idea how I'm supposed to be answering this to make mom look good. She's like, Deborah, what do you want me to say right now? <laughs> like, I'm really trying here, but this bitch, <laughs> this bitch trying Laura. to cover you. Can you come down here? <laughs> I will not allow it. <laughs> It's, it's so sweet though yeah it's right really yeah. so sweet because mm-hmm. i mean that is one of the things she like is needing to work out in therapy is like the death of her mother and like all that that means but now that we're here it's like not going how she thought it would ah, gotta love jeanette mm-hmm. coming in with her scripts <laughs> and her treating this like a damn job interview i know and Jeanette's like, well, I mean, I put her first, too. So that kind of balanced it out. We balanced each other, putting each other first out. And she's like, uh, like thrown off. Like she, cause she's trying to, like, say it the right way, but can't find the right words. And, you know, Laura holds off this unreadable look. She says nothing. And then Jeanette clarifies. She's like, we were best friends. And then she says, oh, did your mom have any friends her own age as well? Or was her main friendship the one she had with you? And I was like, everything that we've been thinking and saying this whole, like, journey here. She just keeps hit after hit after hit. And she's finally just like, what the fuck do you want from me, Laura? Like, in her head. <laughs> and she's, like, squirming in her seat. And then Laura's like, are you comfortable? And then she's like, I'm extremely comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, did your mom have any friends her own? And she said, yeah, no, I heard the question. Oh. And Laura looks, like, kind of startled. And she says, sorry. She's like, it's absolutely fine. And she's like... Couldn't have just been fine, Laura? Damn. <laughs> Why does it have to be absolutely fine? Laura, fuck you. Exactly What's your right. mom like, Laura? <laughs> and then Laura's like, so. <laughs> like, and then Jeanette says, she had acquaintances, yes. She always said she didn't really have time for friends, which makes sense to me because she was really busy taking me to auditions and set and everything. And she's and then Laura's like, ah, yes. So when did you first want to start acting? I said, damn. Oh, my. Jeanette can't catch a break. She can't. And then Jeanette said, I know a trick question when I hear one. And she says, actually, you know, mom wanted me to start acting because she wanted me to have a better life than she had. And Laura says, oh, so you didn't want to start acting. Your mom wanted you to start. And she's like, yes. And she said, because she wanted me to have a better life than she had. (laughs) It was very kind and generous of her. And Laura's okay. like, okay, yeah, okay. She's like, it was. And Laura's like, I understand. And then there's like a beat of like just silence. And then Laura says, can you tell me the first time you were aware of your weight or your body? In a... And then Laura pauses to find the right words. And she says, significant way. She's like, this one I don't want to answer. She's like, uh-uh. And then... She says, well, when I was 11, I was concerned about getting boobs. So mom taught me about calorie restriction to help me out. Laura says, to help you out? Jeanette says, yes. She says, what do you mean to help you out? She's like, well, I was was concerned about getting boobs. She says, right. But how does your mom teaching you about calorie restriction help you out? And she says, because watching my calories meant I could delay adulthood. And then Laura starts staring at her again. It's like when you're talking and someone (laughs) realizes you're insane. (laughs) not insane but like 
you know the like, way you're thinking is not making sense you know like the math's not math yeah because Jeanette wholeheartedly believes this that even it's though okay she, like, like, maybe she deep deep down it's like this isn't okay she's been in denial for, for so, so long. long and she's been telling herself this story for so long that it's like now that she's having to let the pressure's on and the mm-hmm. story isn't the math's not mad thing. Right. And she's like going back to it. Well, Laura says, Jeanette, what you're describing is really unhealthy. Your mother essentially condoned your anorexia, encouraged it. She taught it to you. That's abuse. Girl, that shocked me. I was like, oh. And then abuse. so like, yeah, you're right. Right. And Jeanette's like flashing back to the first time she heard anorexia. And suddenly she feels like that 11 year old girl who was confused and scared and uncertain. <sighs> And so she wells with tears. She's embarrassed. She's well-trained and crying and not crying on two. So she resorts to her old tricks. And Laura's like, it's okay to let it out. And in her head, she's like, shut the fuck up, Laura. (laughs) She's like, I can't take this anymore. She goes one day without throwing up on her belt. And now we're dethroning my mother and demolishing the narrative of her that I clung to my entire life. It is a lot. It was a lot. You know, it's like you just had a huge win and now we're just gonna mm-hmm. knock you down a peg right a few a f- yeah several and she's like i have to go and then she's like wait Jeanette, this is good work important work which it is but like in moderation mm. and tears well laura suggesting that her mom's abusive is just like a whole new thing it changes everything mm. she even says if mom really didn't want what was best for me or do what was best for me or know what was best for me that means my entire life my entire point of view and my entire identity have been built on a false foundation which like that realization alone it's a lot she pulls up to her lonely house, engine still running. She pulls out her phone and drafts an email to Laura. Laura, thanks for all your help this past month, but I will no longer be attending therapy. Thank you, Jeanette. Her finger kind of is like hovering over the send button, but then she just abruptly like tap. Like that thing where you're like, I know I like I'm nervous about this, but like I just get it send over that with. thing. Mm-hmm. Send a text, whatever it is. Yeah. And so she rushes inside, she runs to the bathroom, and this binge session is not like the other. She makes herself throw up repeatedly. She's jamming her fingers down her throat harder and harder. Blood's coming up. She's like, I gotta keep going. I need this. She takes a bath, attempting to relax, but when she gets out, like her body feels achy and feverish, the same way it feels after every purge. She says, I crawl into my bed, sore, tired body, curl into a ball. I swipe up on my phone. Three missed calls from Laura and one voicemail. I delete Laura's number. I guess I won't have a plus one for my next event. And then that's how we end this. Guys, this was a tough one. It was tough. It was really, 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 really tough. We're like on the verge of something so good. Mm-hmm. But to get there is a very... It's not easy. It's a hard journey. Um, Also, if you are dealing with anything that we are talking about in this season, this episode, this everything, uh, please, you know, I feel like you should tap into that. Like, if you, like, are feeling these things, Mm. like, tap into that a little bit. Maybe if you feel so inclined to reach out for help, whether it be emailing us at shewellread at gmail.com, and we can provide you with some resources on what we know or, you know, if you have a therapist and you're listening to this and it's resurfacing, resurfacing some old emotions, make an appointment. Like, it is okay to check yeah. in really the quick, even if you don't better, need it. Right? Like, 
Right, exactly. Being proactive, I think, is the biggest thing when it comes to things like this and mental health and all of that. Um, so just check in with yourself. And if this is like, because I know for me, I, I was like, this this is a lot. This book has been a lot. It's been really, really good. But like, you know, I need to check in with myself even after we record like almost every episode. Just like, all right, did this tap into something that we haven't been like feeling for a while and now we're feeling again and how do we feel about that so it's really beautiful that Jeanette is allowing us to like connect with ourselves through her own you know like journey yeah just Mm -hmm. journey of her life she's such a good writer yes 10 out of 10 loving it um but until next time this has been another episode of she well read I'm Alana I'm Samra we love you Bye. bye guys